Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and I am excited to introduce our second campaign. Just a couple things before I introduce our players and begin this first episode. First, I wanted to announce that we have officially launched our own Patreon. More details will be in the show notes, but please check it out as any support we can get would be greatly appreciated. We are hoping to produce more content at higher quality and the Patreon would help us to accomplish those goals. So please check us out at patreon.com slash dndraw to help us out, and every little bit helps. Now, on to the campaign itself. A lot has changed as 150 years have passed since the end of Orenthal, and overall, the four kingdoms of Nabrasil have had a time of peace. While during the campaign of Orenthal, we focused on the party of five players as they traversed the capital of the Vremer Empire, for this campaign, we're actually going to be having two parties, that are going to be starting on opposite sides of the continent of Nabrasil. The parties are going to consist of four players each as they traverse the continent and interact with the world. The two groups are going to be known as Serviceable Plots and Rumble Squad. This campaign is going to be more open-ended than Orenthal was, so there will be a lot more character growth as the campaign goes on. I've been working on this campaign for the past few years, and I am so excited to bring it all together at last. So without further ado, I would like to introduce the players and characters of Serviceable Plots. So with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Michael, and I will be playing Scriv Whitecliffe. Raised at the edge of the Vremer expansion, Scrivener Whitecliffe lends his blade to securing homesteads and relics alike. Tasked to deliver an artifact to Amaron, he relishes the chance to see more settled lands. Hi, this is Bethany, and I will be playing Belinda Walsingham, as a mystic with psionic powers, Belinda Walsingham requires no weapon beyond the power of her mind. Since Adar, the deity of knowledge, disappeared and her powers manifested, the half-elven woman searches for answers. Hi, I'm Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu. Akiva Khonshu wields his X-Blade with as much cheerful confidence as he talks to strangers about the material plane. The Shadar Kai is the most friendly and optimistic worshipper of the god of death that you will ever meet. Hi, I'm Giuseppe, and I'll be playing Valen Blackwater. Azamar Valen Blackwater, former prophet of the goddess Eshenai, has lost contact with his patron Deva. Now he's wandering the continent in search of a way to restore his bonds, and along the way doing his best to help those he meets, using diplomacy, or, failing that, his fists. So all starts on a warm spring evening. Our focus goes to a small mining town on the far eastern edge of the Vremer Empire. The town of Aspenbrook is a simple town, just a few days travel from the edge of what is considered the Vremer Empire. This is where our story begins, as each of the members of Serviceable Plots are making their way to the town of Aspenbrook. So, Scriv, recently you had received a letter from your father that a challenge has been issued to you in the game of Cataclysm back in Aspenbrook by an old friend of his. He requested that you test your skill against her and see how you measure up. Belinda, as you two have been traveling together for some time, accompany Scriv back to Aspenbrook and arrive at the Glorious Violin Tavern. Inside, you see an older human woman dressed in dark studded leather armor, has long wavy auburn hair, smooth olive skin is uh, about five and a half feet and a very lean build 
and a somewhat forgettable face. This was the woman described to you in the letter as Elizabeth Cornwallis. So as you both enter the tavern, what would people see? Scriv is a young human of slight build. A life in the sun has given him tanned skin and turned his curly hair to a pale blonde. His armor is a patchwork mess of raw hide and steel plates, which he wears with apparent pride. And at his side, he carries a short saber and buckler. And following right beside him... Belinda is a young half-elven woman. She keeps her silver hair shoulder length in a simple cut, and she wears a simple bright blue cloak and trousers with boots and affects no ornamentation beyond her amulet of Adar, which is an image of a blank scroll around her neck. She considers her own face unremarkable, and her facial expression betrays an intense focus. Okay. And as the two of you enter, you see Elizabeth look up. On the table in front of her, there are several tiles that she has stacked and seems to be shuffling together. And she sees you, gives you a slight smile, and waves you both over. I pull out the hand-carved set that I brought with me and immediately sit down. I will stand just behind Scriff, to his right, as I normally would when he's about to enjoy a game. I really do appreciate you accompanying me on these trips. I mean, I know it's just a game, and it's just Dad trying to get me to meet all of his friends across the country, but it's really nice. Yeah, your father is extremely thoughtful, and I'm always glad to, you know, do something to help out the family. I mean, make it sound like it's a task or a chore or something. It's just a friendly game. Isn't that right? I kind of look over to uh, Elizabeth. Sorry, I'm still trying to remember names, and I pull out this long list of other people that I've been playing across the country. Elizabeth Cornwallis, yes. I've heard some about you. Uh, I hear you like to go by script. Yes, I do. It's, well, it's what I did in between crawling through caves and cutting down trees and stuff. Excellent. And, uh, Belinda, correct? Without a doubt. Jack's told me much about you. Thank you so much for coming out to meet with me uh, once your father told me how skilled you were in Cataclysm, I really just needed to test it out. I'm always looking to practice. It's been some time. And as she says this, she starts to place her tiles out in the starting formation. Well, let's get to it then. I place mine in the starting formation as well. Ah, it's been some time since I played a game. Are you two uh, travel around a lot? Uh, yeah, we've been on the road for about a month now. Just trying out to see what the world's like. Excellent, excellent. I don't get to travel much myself. As she says this, she plays a footman piece as her first tile. Well, that's a shame. What places would you like to visit? I set out a pikeman. Well, honestly, I I don't know if you've, you've ever been, but have you heard like the latest news from Amaran? And as she does this, she begins to do Avandre's advance. Mm. I haven't heard anything from Amaran. Have you? Well, there's always something going on, you know, due to Thovid Arborshade kind of running the show there. Yes, I say he's rarely there, but there's always the, the latest in magical items and spells that they're weaving and crafting out there. I've always wanted to visit. Mm. Honestly, for me, I've, I've actually even got some friends that are going to be heading out there. I mean, if you guys ever travel along, you could always go with them around, I'm sure. The roads I hear are dangerous outside of the Empire, if you ever decide to head that way. I, myself, have always lived in Orenthal. Have you ever been to Orenthal? No, not Orenthal in particular. I mostly stay to the edges. 
I'm actually originally from Orenthal, funny enough. Ah, excellent. Well, if you're ever in town, you really need to meet with a friend of mine there. His name is Kennethar Chien. Does a wonderful job of showing everyone the, the latest and greatest things in the city. The things that will astound you. I know all this talk is just trying to distract me. That first opening move is just a testing can. But I'm going to set out a Gerdus and, you know, move it forward. But try and answer the testing can. Interesting maneuver. Well... And as she kind of studies the tiles, she begins to do Olar's Castle Gambit. It's a bit defensive. I just set out a Gerdus. It's not like it's going to wreck her map. I'd say it's overly cautious of anything. I'm going to try and press the offensive by setting out a barracks, and I'm going to set it alongside my Gerdus. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Are you just playing defensively because it's been a while, or...? Uh, I'm quite out of practice. It's screw. That's not terribly polite. Perhaps she's running a long game. Well, I mean, that's fair, I guess. But I also note that she's stopped asking questions, which means that it's probably just a bluff. Or am I incorrect in that? Hmm. Well, you are familiar with this type of maneuver, then, aren't you? Um, I think I might try something like this. Your father tells me you are, are quite intelligent, Scriv. You know several languages? Yeah, I've practiced a couple of them. Just a little bit of Dwarven here, a little bit of Elvish there. You know, there's a lot of different races out on the fringes, so it's good to know how to talk to people. And a skilled swordsman, I've heard as well. Yeah, I spent some time in the monasteries on the frontier. Met some interesting people there, too. Excellent. And what of you, Belinda? I don't actually know your skill set. Uh, Jack simply said that you were a woman who got things done. Oh, I think that usually my results speak for themselves. I'm not a swordsman like Scriv, but I'm not too bad at working with people to accomplish goals. Well, very good. I think. And as she kind of starts to set the tiles, you see her doing a rice gambit. Another bluff. Asking... Ah, she's doing the thing where she asks about our personal lives so we can focus on ourselves. Uh, she's willing to give up some pieces, though. I think she's on... She's definitely on the defensive. If I push just a little bit more, I'm going to move my Thoven to the front of the formation and try and knock out her footman. Okay. So I would like for Scriv to roll an intelligence check with proficiency. Okay. That's a crit. <laughs> No joke. Do you want me? Do you want me to send you a shot? No. <laughs> I, I take. I'll take you at your word. Congratulations, man. That's a oh, great man. Way to start wow. a campaign. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to crit fail. Breaking them in early. Yeah. <laughs> start strong. Yeah. I will crit in this inconsequential board game. <laughs> you don't know that. Could decide the fate of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This could decide the whole rest of the campaign. It's literally the first you check of everything. If the end of the campaign boils down to Scrib playing a board game, I'll be so happy. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as the game goes on, you quickly seize on her bluff. And in no time, you take her her Zenoth piece <laughs> and knock her out. Ah, I am definitely out of practice. Well... How about this? Uh, a drink and some a meal on me. Um, I just before we head out, as congratulations and thank you for coming out this far. That's remarkably gracious. I'd love to. And then you can tell me more about this area. 
Absolutely. So she gathers up her tiles and waves over one of the uh, waitresses that's moving around the area. Oh, uh, there was one more thing. Yes. Whenever I played with my father, uh, he said that it was usually customary to trade pieces with people. Kind of remember where you came from. And I set out, I set out my tiles. Uh, he said that you had this sort of habit, too, when you guys used to play. Indeed. I wasn't sure if he still kept that up. Yeah, and I just set out all my pieces. Very well. And she pulls a footman from you. All right, and I take an equivalent footman from her set. Thank you, Elizabeth. A pleasure to meet you, Scrib. <laughs> well, uh, you were going to say something, Belinda. Well, I was going to say it's wonderful of you to offer, you know, a drink and a meal, but I don't think we could stay too long. No? Yeah, I think we have somewhere we need to be. Please, you should meet some friends of mine. They should be coming in soon. They're the friends I told you that were traveling out. Look, Belinda, come on. I don't want to eat more tree rations. Fine, I suppose we can spare a little bit of time. And, Tony, I would kind of be looking around and trying to see if anyone was paying attention to us in the game. Okay. Roll How many people are in this little inn? Not even a dozen. About... Good. People. A nice, healthy amount. Not too big, not too little. A good crowd. <laughs> Comfy. <laughs> but yeah, it's a cozy little inn. It's a pretty small inn, yeah. My people. <laughs> What's your roll? 18 total. Okay. Looking around, you don't notice anyone paying any particular attention. A couple of looks your way, but nothing overly so. Okay. Then I will guess I will head over to find a seat where uh, she indicated. Okay. So... We are going to jump over to Akiva and Valen. The two of you have heard recently of a job opportunity, and you were to head to Aspenbrook for more details. As you guys are walking down the road, you come across a, a small cart and merchant that is being harassed by some bandits. Akiva, uh, do you want first crack at that? Try to <laughs> oh, geez. kill them with kindness. Okay. I will... Kind of, uh, I guess, walk up to them and just sort of approach them saying, Hello, gentlemen. Uh, what seems to be the problem here? This is none of your business. Move along. We're just collecting a toll from them. Did they do anything wrong? Is there anything I can help you guys with or them with? You have your mask up? Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of staring a little closer at you. Okay. I will just walk up behind him because I'm big and menacing. Yep. And beautiful. You see, none of them are as tall as you. They initially stare at him and then just look up at you. We're, we're just collecting a toll from them. They're traveling through. Who are you collecting the toll for? They uh, they crossed the bridge a little ways back, and they just tried to ride right by us. Oh, well, we crossed the bridge. Did we? Well, Kiva, we crossed a bridge, right? Yeah, I believe so. Who's collecting these tolls? I, I've crossed that bridge several times, and I've never paid a toll. I'll have to send it in. It's, uh... uh the, the red red sash, yeah. It's the, the red sash. Oh, the red sash. That's an interesting name for a... Do we recognize that name at all? Hegemony, a governmental... Any any sort of... You wouldn't happen to be bandits, would you? No, not on this road, right? No. No, they look like such pleasant gentlemen. Oh, there's certainly no banditry on this road. That would be that would be obscene. Uh, this, you, you, you could... Why, why do you care? I mean, it's just... It's, we're just collecting the toll, like we were told to do, and, and you all can move along. 
If there's a toll to be collected, as concerned citizens ourselves, since we have not paid this toll before, we want to be able to send it in so we don't get into trouble. Uh, you can pay it right here. We'll collect it for you. Uh, I would be much prefer to send it in to the, directly to the manager so I know it's going to the right place. I, I'm, in, I'm in charge of this group. You can mm. just give it to me and I will take it to the appropriate... But the red uh, sash, that doesn't sound like any government official. Yet you have a writ? Uh, a what? Or a writ of authority? He kind of turns back to the other two. Writ of authority? What? You see, because if you had a writ of authority, you would be able to rightfully collect taxes within the Empire. But if you didn't, well, then you would be bandits. Banditry being illegal, well, any one of us could arrest you as part of common law. And really, we've got places to be, but... I can't in good conscience just let something like this slide. I, I would be greatly pleased if you could just show us the writ, give us an address or location of your clearinghouse. We can help these fine travelers collect their toll, and we'll bring it all in for you. You can move on. I mean, you seem like such understanding gentlemen. I can, I, I, I don't think you would ever oppose an idea like this. No. Roll intimidation or persuasion, your choice. Hmm... I'm still being nice. I'll roll persuasion. That's fine. Like, <laughs> what is a 16 plus 7? That's a lot. It's 23. <laughs> so so you'll you'll take care of this and we can just be on our our way. You'll you'll send this in. Yes, absolutely. All right. There's there's a a, a place just uh half a day's walk north of here. That's where you can send it in. Great. Okay. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. you very much, gentlemen. Uh, all right. <laughs> You guys have a lovely day. <laughs> and the the three bandits kind of just keep talking to each other. And it's like, do you know what a writ is? I don't... Writ of... I'd like to help the uh, merchants get their things back together and just start walking away. <laughs> <laughs> and make a mental note then about half a day's walk north of here. I might have to come back and crack some skulls later. <laughs> so as, as we're walking away, I will just turn to Balin and be like, those were some really lovely gentlemen. As you are saying this, you notice an armored individual kind of rushing towards you with two other guards. And he's an older male. He kind of quickly runs up as you guys finish helping the merchant put all the stuff together. And he's, oh, um, did you two take care of the bandits? I could have sworn I saw some commotion out here. Bandits? I mean, we ran into a couple of nice fellas uh, like a couple months back, but uh, Akiva, I haven't Akiva, heard any bandits. Akiva, Akiva, Akiva. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Akiva. Th- those are bandits. Those are bandits? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah, they're back there. <laughs> so as the gentleman walks up, he is he's only about uh, five and a half feet tall, so he's shorter than both of you, I think. I'd like to um, stand wide and kind of crouch a little bit so I can not be so threatening. I'm just I'm standing in my flight. You see, he has short slack hair and a kind of sunburnt skin on his face that where he he's not covered, and a thick handlebar mustache. What does he see when he rushes up to the two of you? To the outward appearance, Akiva stands at five foot eleven. He's uh, a lighter build, covered in scale mail armor that is kind of a darker hue. It also has a hood attached to it, but the, the hood's actually down right now. Currently, he does have his mask on, which it almost looks like a bird mask. Yeah, well, almost like the skull of a bird. It's got a long beak on it. And then were he to take off his mask, you would then see he has 
full pale skinned, deep red eyes, and his hair is actually a medium length that is above the shoulder, straight white hair, and it is slicked back, the, the bangs are slicked back uh, along the top of his head. I should probably also add that attached to Kiva's hip is a onyx uh, black uh, kopesh. Yeah, Valen's tall, probably about 6'5", maybe uh, 250 in terms of weight, 250 pounds. Well built, hence the weight. Dark complexion. He's got hair down to his waist. Uh, right now it's it's up in a sort of, I hesitate to say bun, but that's what it is. But not the tight, annoying man bun. You know, just an actual, like, it's bound up. It's a lot of hair. I'm not walking around like that. So he's got waist length hair. It's generally dark. It's shot through all throughout with uh, gold. Good travel clothes, a lot of dark browns, a lot of, you know, just good sturdy material. Nice boots, though. Good leather boots. You spend money on boots. He's got a traveling staff, always. A big bag on his back, like just a giant travel bag with a couple pull strings, and that's it. No weaponry, no armor. Just a dude in his travel outfit with the cloak and, and his bag. So... As you say, like, they headed off that way, you see a man kind of, like, gesture towards one of the two uh, guards with him and point down the road and like, go take a look. If it helps, they also said they have a home base about half a day's travel. They said north, right? North. North. Immediately, the guard pauses and looks back to his superior and just nods and immediately turns and starts heading north. They're claiming to collect tolls as, like, government officials. I think that's a fairly common... They've got this from here, Akiva. Okay. Thank you for your aid in this. No problem. Um, you two are both... And he kind of just, like, stop and really just stares up at you for a little bit, Valen. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll real quick flash my eyes gold at him. You're got, so tall. I got no problem. <laughs> are you wearing your mask right now? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. He takes a slight step back, like, whoa. Uh, uh, my apologies. Uh, Boren de Morbray, uh, one of the guards of uh, Aspenbrook. Born, it's a pleasure to meet you. A, a pleasure. Uh, might I know your name, so I might thank you properly. I look at Akiva. I'll, I'll actually lower my mask. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Akiva Kanchu. And you can call me Valen. He kind of pauses when you lower your mask, Akiva, and just kind of like stares at you for a minute and just... Um, huh. It was Borden? Uh, uh, Boren. Boren. Boren, yes. I apologize. Boren. 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 Um, yes, uh, I, I... Have you two been been around the area let's see not in not in almost 30 years no because yeah. i remember you saying you'd been here before i've never been here previously myself i'm leading my good friend and i will slap a kiva on the shoulder on a walking tour i'm new here and a little gesture to like almost everywhere you may have noticed he's from out of town y- yes that's why i feel like i might have heard of the two of you just, just a very tall and a uh, uh, very tall and strong uh, man and a strange elf with red eyes going about uh, you've been helping people it's <gasps> Man, nice. we have a reputation at least among the that. small communities yeah yeah I'm okay with that my friend Akiva here does a lot of work cheering up the children with his shows I do street magic Ah, that must have been it. Yes. Um, oh, please, please, I don't want to stop you. Were you heading towards Aspenbrook? Uh, yes, we were heading into town. Resupply, perhaps look for some work. I had heard rumors that there was uh, employment available. 
just something to keep us going before we head off on our next trail. Yes, actually, we, we received word of uh, a job that's supposed to be coming up. Um, come, follow me. I'll, I'll take you to uh, the, the Glorious Violin Tavern. That's where uh, this woman who has the job, Elizabeth, is supposed to be. Delightful. Well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. And uh, he begins to walk you towards the town and towards the small inn and tavern with a hanging sign of a uh, what looks to be gold violin just hanging above the doorway. Oh, before we do separate fully from the path, I'd like to make sure the merchants don't need anything else. You see they're actually going with you. Great. So they are going into town. Okay, I will kind of talk to them like, hi, my name is Akiva. We're sorry, I didn't realize those were bandits. I can imagine that would have been quite unpleasant for you then. I'm so glad that he can be social for me. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that Valen or was that just? Oh, that was Valen, just straight yeah. to that the her to the constabulary. <laughs> Born says, "Yes, he's a different kind of elf. I haven't seen his red eyes before." No, oh, you wouldn't. I don't gather want to meet most of his kind, but he he's a charmer. He's delightful. Thank you, Valen. You're just as charming yourself. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. <laughs> so then I'll kind of just talk to the uh, merchants. Just kind of um, put them at ease. They're willing to, to make some small talk with you, but they're just kind of giving you... They they don't stop really staring at you fully. And Oh, I'm talking whether or not they're responding or not. Gotcha. All right. So, Akiva, Valen, you arrive at the Glorious Violin Tavern. Walk inside is and it, you is see... Is that the full name, the Glorious Violin Tavern. Yes. Okay. That's an I just awesome wanted to make sure name. we weren't calling it like it's the violin tavern, but it's, it's glorious. the glorious violin tavern. That is that is the name of the inn and tavern. Got I will say, if we walk in and no one is playing the violin, I'm gonna be pretty disappointed. Uh, you walk in and no one is currently playing the violin. I'm disappointed. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I play the violin? Do you ha- this is an important. Do you have a violin? Might- Do you have a violin? I might actually have a violin and violin proficiency. <laughs> I'm not saying that rogues have a lot of stuff, but... Just a lot. <laughs> no, I don't. All right, never mind. <laughs> I couldn't remember what you took for seeing with all of your stuff. I I, why do you think I was like, hold on, do I? <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, as Boren escorts you in, he walks over to a table where a human woman, a half-elf woman, and a human male are all sitting. And just kind of... As you, Scriv, and Belinda are sitting and eating your meal and talking with Elizabeth, these two very different individuals walk up with one of the guards of Aspenbrook. Huh. Hello, my name's Akiva. You're big. Just just staring up at Valen. Thank you. I don't try to be. Huh. This is my friend Valen. Uh, are you hungry? I, mean, I can always eat. I'll lean over to uh, Elizabeth and say, is this who we're waiting for? Yes, um, they are very strong individuals in different ways. Well, I mean, he's obviously very strong. Look how big he is. She kind of just looks Valen up and down and is like, indeed. (laughs) Well, the more the merrier. (laughs) You all seem to have us at a disservice. You clearly know us, and we don't know you yet. I'm Scribner Whitecliff. So far, we only know that you were coming and what we see before us, but I'm Belinda. I wasn't entirely sure I was coming until I heard rumors of employment. It all happened pretty fast. Hmm. Are you Elizabeth, then? I am, yes. 
a pleasure to meet you. You are uh, Valen, yes? Pull out a seat. Sit. Yes. She holds out her hand to shake yours when she initially asks for your name. Uh, I will then shake her hand, I suppose. And you? Are you joining us? Oh, oh, I'm sitting there like a weirdo, aren't I? Please. <laughs> uh, and I, okay, uh, yeah, I, I, I will sit. So I pull out a chair and sit And down. you're the one called Akiva, correct? Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, Elizabeth, right? Yes, okay. yes. Thank you. I hear you two are looking for work, and there is a, just a small task that we need to take care of. There's supposed to be some big commotion over in Amaran, a... He's supposed to be some kind of uh, cleric that's coming in from a ways off. And you know how rare those are these days. So true. Mm-hmm. Cleric of whom? I'm uncertain, honestly. Vumera, possibly? Right. Wouldn't surprise me. Kiva's just nodding. He is also a sailor of sorts. He'll be arriving in Amaran, actually. And I was hoping you would go and talk to him. He has some information, he says, and we just want to see how good the information is. Who is we? The Vremer Empire. Oh. Oh, so you work for the government? Wait, do you actually work for the government? I'm just going to put my hand on Akiva's shoulder. (laughs) Take it a step down. We're good? We're good? Well, Elizabeth, I'm definitely interested. Seems like something that I think Scriv and I would be suited for. I don't know so much for our new acquaintances. Akiva and Valen, was I'm it? Sure, we can handle it. What sort of skills yes. do you bring to the table beyond the obvious? The obvious is unfortunately probably what I'm best known for. I doubt you called me here because I can cook. What trouble are you expecting? No trouble. Not exactly. We're just cautious. A cleric is something of value. Well, Akiva hasn't been to the sea. All right. You're not interested in what the compensation would be? Sounds like somebody needs help. Why would you not want to help? I'm not particularly concerned about the person needing help. Though, if there is compensation, I had assumed you two, looking rather business-minded, would have figured it out. I do relish the chance to speak to another cleric. Hmm. Scriv, what do you think? Well, as much as I would like to help someone, didn't you say that we had something else to do? do, but I think this seems like a worthwhile use of our time. And it doesn't seem Mm. like it'll be anything outside of our skills, and I suppose with working with others, it could be something that we could learn from. I mean, if all they can do is hit things, then yeah, they're going to need our help. I was trying to be a little nicer about that, Scriv. What are you talking about? Well, it's actually, while he's doing that, Tony, I would like to use one of my abilities. Yeah. It's time for read moods. (laughs) Ooh. Adam does this. It begins. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm gonna read I'm reading the right. room we can do a bit more than just hit things at least I, I think so you can do more than hit things but your arms are so scrawny <laughs> yeah what with these arms do you think I could hit things exactly Is that's why you think I help. do you see you well, seem to have a blade keep, at your keep, side friend subtlety exactly. what subtlety oh there's oh. no need to right. advertise everything you're capable of you right you don't need to feed your ego in that way. I'm sorry, I know we talked about this. Yes, you're, you're fine. Hopefully, we'll never come to a position where you need to display your many talents. Aside, of course, from magic. I'm sure they'll be delighted after we eat. Oh, he can do that? That sounds great! I can do some magic. Alright, 
Yes. So Belinda, you used your read moods ability. So I would like everyone to do a one word summary of their emotional state at this moment. We will start with Actually, who do you want to start with? Oh, granular. One word. Things like happy, confused, whatever. Trepidatious. Trepidatious. Man, <laughs> whatever word you want it to be. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, whatever word you think sums up how Valen feels about what's happening right now. So, Belinda, who would, would you like to use? Curious. Surprised. <laughs> <laughs> there are these two weirdly dressed people in front of me, and one of them said they can do magic, and the other one is talking about subtlety, which means he has things to hide. I'm curious. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll do uh, okay. Akiva. Excited. To do magic. <laughs> uh, Valen. Wary. And then Elizabeth. Cautious. You forgot about Boren. No, he's next. Oh. Is Boren, Boren still here, right? He's just sort of... Boren kind of like froze as everyone just kind of settled themselves in really All right, quickly. I'll, I'll do Boren too. Is he feeling awkward? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Boren. I don't know him. <laughs> he didn't introduce nope. himself. You also don't know no, his name I'm is Boren. So that guy who's awkwardly standing there. Oh, he feels uncomfortable? Great. You kind of see Elizabeth also by this point just gestures. Thank you, Boren. I was like, uh, yes, yes. And he <laughs> just walks away. Thank you, Boren. So, Have a nice day. So, Akiva, was it you say magic? Do you mean magic or do you mean illusions? Uh, both. Both. Let me just... He's a performer. So I snap my fingers and then on my shoulder appears Lazarus. I would like to begin observing intently as possible. <laughs> I want to see if I can catch any sort of sleight of hand. A roll perception. 10. Okay. So you see him snap his fingers and a small semi-translucent pseudo dragon appears across his shoulders. You also just barely notice Elizabeth suddenly has a dagger in her hand and is staring at it. Do I, do I see that? Wait, she's staring at the dagger or she's staring at the pseudo-dragon? That makes she's staring at the pseudo-dragon. Okay, that makes way more sense. Huh. Uh, do, do I notice the all, dagger? All of you notice, like, her, like, a dagger seems to just kind of appear in her hand, and she pauses. Akiva, we've been oh, over shoot. this. Oh, shoot, right. We've been over this. Dragons, Friendly company. bad. Okay, Friendly sorry. company. This, this, this is Lazarus. Uh, he is, Nope, uh, I don't think he has a name to us. No. That's just a dragon. That's an amazing trick. However, he'll probably die. This is my friend you, Lazarus. He is. You are upsetting everyone in he, this in this tavern. Akiva, you're getting loud and you're attracting attention. And as we've discussed previously, Elizabeth, I'm sure it's okay. I think he doesn't know what he's doing. Only a friendly company. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll scratch him under the chin. I'm sorry, Lazarus, and then I stab it back. Yes, yes. He, he can he come out later. We'll give him many many treats. Okay. She. I'm sorry. Quickly flips the dagger and tucks it away into her belt. I'm sorry. I didn't. Sorry. I forgot. Caught me off guard. Well, now I'm very intrigued about who they're sending to organize this entire affair. I would like to mentally increase the number of swords in the room by one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Keep a tally. <laughs> Tallying up the swords. This is going swimmingly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was unexpected. I'm really sorry. I forget sometimes. He has to remind me that uh, dragons are bad. Yeah, she's staring very... You still have your mask up? His mask, I is actually, his mask is yeah, down. Yeah, I thought I took it down. She's yes. staring very intently at you. So, question to the DM. Do yes. I have any idea what a Shadarkai is? Do I have any idea what I'm looking Roll at? Roll Arcana. Okay. Oh, I'm proficient now. Woo! 
But would that also potentially be religion? Uh, religion or arcana would work in this case. It's the same for me. Uh, it's a 14. You just barely know what a Shadar Kai is. He is an elf from the Shadowfell. That's all I need. I, I'm just going to kind of nudge Belinda on the side. Oh. He isn't normal. Can I send a Scriv a telepathic message? <laughs> Go ahead. Just going to say Shadar Kai. <laughs> Can I do some some knowledge check, Mr. DM? <laughs> to you figure can. out what the heck a Shadar Kai is? <laughs> you can. I will allow... Uh, Arcana or history, I'm actually thinking like, yeah, you might have actually read about Shadarkai in the past, so. It is a known race, and I also interacted with an Aladrin, so. This is true. So I will take either Arcana or history. Let's take history. <laughs> that is a 22. Man. You know Shadarkai come from a plane known as the Shadowfell, and they don't tend to come into this plane unless it, they tend to be associated with death overall, as they serve a god of death. On top of that, you know there are usually only sightings of them right before someone important dies. Or there is a major amount of death. This is going as well as I wanted it to. <laughs> I would like mm-hmm. to think death elf as loudly as possible. You're going to think it? Think? Okay. Well, I'm not saying it. I it just just that face of internal Roller Wilson. Internal panic. <laughs> no. Okay, so you think okay. death uh, elf in all caps? Yes. Yeah. I know Aylin? we've been working on the the new places with no mask thing, and I'm not sure we're there yet. Okay. Do you want me to put so, it on? No, no, no. It's it's fine now. But when we get to Amaron, we're going to go mask on. Got it. Elizabeth kind okay. of puts a hand up. I would 100% agree that that is your best option. In a small town like this, they'll just think you're an odd elf. Amaron is a city of wizards. Not to say that there's anything wrong with you. You are fine just the way you are. Many of whom go on to join the Staff Federation. Uh, Scriv, you shouldn't tell people things that aren't true just because you think it sounds nice. We gotta work on that, too. He's trying his best. That's the face he was given when he was born. Thank thank you? Um, I'm hearing a lot of unsolicited opinions here. Let's move back to the topic at hand. Compensation, dates, (laughs) places. (laughs) Very well. (laughs) This is why we balance each other out. Compensation, dates, and places. I'm willing to give five gold to each of you just to go and find out what this cleric knows. Come back with the information. He will arrive apparently in the city in about a ten day. You should be able to get there within that time easily enough. If you travel even just at a normal pace. So is the compensation for our attempt, or is the compensation for success? Because it seems a bit uncertain. I would happily give you two gold now, just to go and do this, and the additional five if you are successful in getting this, whatever this important information is. Let's see. Ten times five. So we're, we're going to be losing money on this all, always. No. I'm sorry. I don't think that's an adequate I mean, offer. You can do better, can't you, Elizabeth? I mean, just for basic travel rations, I'm looking at five gold worth of rations each way to get there and back. Roll persuasion with advantage. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am going to keep the 18. That is a 25. 20 gold apiece. Five gold just to go. 
I mean, that pays our way, and again, Akiva can see the sea. Sailed out of Amaran a few times, I think you'll enjoy it. Sounds fine. How about you two? Scrivener? Belinda? Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's adequate for now, Elizabeth, but I think there should be an opportunity for a bonus for this information, because right now you have no guarantee we won't sell it elsewhere. You really need to incentivize us to deliver it to the right place. I'm going to lean back in my chair because I don't generally think threatening people who are that good with knives and work for the government (laughs) is a good idea. What are you asking for, Belinda? I'm just asking for a bonus for bringing you the information because we'll definitely retrieve it. Roll intimidation. Yeah. Oh no, my die went flying. Hold on. (laughs) I got all excited. (laughs) I've never had a character who makes intimidation checks. While they're doing that, I'm just signaling a bar keep to any drinks any drinks i would like to help and <laughs> okay simply make a quiet statement that amaran is the home of the staff federation an extra governmental organization and then i go back to like sketching out a map because i keep on hearing about how this akiva guy doesn't know what the ocean looks like <laughs> <laughs> uh so am i getting advantage then tony Yes, you get advantage. That's good, because the first roll was a two. So that's going to be a 23. What sort of bonus did you have in mind? I can send more jobs your way. That could lead to better pay. That seems a little vague, though. I want something specific. What's the best you can offer? Mm, I'd have to talk to my superior on this. There's another job back in Orenthal. Guaranteed 50 gold a person. That's a lot of money. If you accomplish this, you get the job. I would like to just look up from my map and take a measure of Elizabeth. Before, she was just, you know, one of Dad's old board game friends. And now she's Mm -hmm. talking as a government official (laughs) and she's promising extra jobs that that pay 50 gold each across four people. I just want to take another measure of this person. Okay. Are you trying... You're trying to get her... Like, insight, or are you trying to, like, size her up and down? Insight, mostly. I want to see if she's being straight with us, because yeah. right now we're being we're being sent across the country, effectively, mm-hmm. to go yep. get some information. She's taking our word for it, willing to pay us this much, and then is willing to line us up for another job. So I just want to get a good grasp of her. Go ahead and roll insight. That is a 15. Okay. You're having a little bit of difficulty reading her, but from what you can tell, it seems the offer is legitimate. She doesn't seem like she's trying to backstab us. Doesn't seem hostile. No. She doesn't... I think she has a decent bluff game, but this seems more like a Zalan's glory run. She knows what she's doing. I think we should do it. All right, Elizabeth, I think I can speak for myself, and it sounds like Scriv, that we are in... Valen and Akiva? We're in. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. Alright. We will be, of course, confirming any information that you bring us in its accuracy. So, best of luck to you all. Five gold apiece to head out. And at this, she kind of reaches into her belt pouch, pulls out, and counts five individual pieces of gold and places them in front of each of you. That should cover your rations for the way there. And for that, she kind of gives you a quick look, Valen. Thank you. 
Well, I suppose for now we could enjoy our meal. Yes, please. Do you require anything else of me? Rematch? Now. She just kind of smirks. Well, I, I slide my, my beer a little closer. Why not? Just for fun? Scriv, obviously this woman is trying to enjoy the rest of her evening, and you should give her a break. She's been doing business. Oh, I wanted to see a game. Mm. Okay. Akiva, perhaps on the road you could learn the game. <gasps> New things. Well. I get up. I'm going to go find a room. Oh, did we... Question of the DM. Did we eat? What was the food? Like, have we just been... <laughs> I never got yeah. any food. Yeah, tell us about well, this. you guys got... You and Scriv Oh, so got we already food. ate. Okay. Yeah, we got, we got have, we have not mutton gotten food and potatoes yet. and beer and it was <laughs> I was great. about to say, so Belinda and Scriv would... Uh, Belinda, you would have been offered ale. No, thank you. Yes, please. <laughs> Gives it to Scriv and then you would have been given water. Beyond that, you have a roasted leg of lamb and uh, potatoes mashed. Okay, sounds good. Was there anything for Kiva and Valid, or they arrived like just to see the remnants of the meal? <laughs> no, you guys are eating when they when they arrive. The food is in front of you. Oh, okay. So I will go secure us food, potentially lodgings, and ideally see if there is any sort of uh, labor that I can help with, and maybe rope. Akiva into assisting with that can get us a discount on our stay. Okay. Because that is how I roll. Going up, you find out it is two silver per room. And you can fit easily two people in a room comfortably. Grand. Any additional food is five copper. And what else were you trying to do? Look for work. Oh, just basically see what they need done around here. See if I can't barter out some of that cost. There is some damage to the inn itself, which, as you mentioned, he says, yeah, you know, he'd be willing to, to waive any, any food cost or one of the rooms in exchange if you help him out. Heck yeah, absolutely. Okay. Basic carpentry I've got. <laughs> Nailing things, holding things in place while other people nail them. I'm ready. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. So thank you all for listening to our episode one of Serviceable Plots. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written or check out our website dndraw.com and feel free to email any questions to me at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And I hope to see you next time in the world of Ostia.